We think of rising sea levels' effect on Texas coast as a new thing. But in fact, sea levels and our coastline have fluctuated wildly for millennia. Today, I am talking with geologist Dan Worrell, author of A Prehistory of Houston and Southeast Texas, about what our coast looked like in the deep past and what that history indicates about Galveston's future. It's Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Okay. Can you right. can you see me? Cause oh man! I don't see me on here, but I don't. Not that I need to, but you can see me. I don't see you, Dan. Oh, okay, let's. You see. know what? I mean, we don't have to see each other. No, we don't. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for talking with us today. Oh, you're very welcome. So you have taken this really long view of Texas history. You go back not just tens of years or hundreds of years, but thousands. You have gone back to a time before the state existed, before the United States existed, to the time when humans first arrived on this land. So could you talk a little bit about that? I mean, is it misleading even to say this land? If we go back (laughs) 22,000 years, what did coastal Texas look like? Yeah, so that was the peak of the last ice age. And uh, of course, uh-huh. it wasn't ice here. It was about five or six degrees cooler than than today. That doesn't sound like much. Doesn't sound like much, but if you were in Manhattan Island, you'd be under about a kilometer of ice at the time. So uh, down wow. down here, we were lucky. Um, and about that time, if you go up to the uh, what they call the Galt site, which is in central Texas, sort of northeast of Austin, um, people started arriving mm-hmm. there about 20,000 years ago, so about the same time. Um, We don't have any evidence that old here in the Houston area. I think our oldest humans go back about 13,500 or so. But uh, at any rate, if we go back to 22,000, we know there are people in Texas. The coastline was about 150 miles further out into what's now the continental shelf at that time. Sea level was about 400 and 10 feet lower than today, which is an awful lot. Wow, because a lot of water was locked up in ice. Exactly. So the more ice there is on the uh, up on the poles, then, then uh, that water has to come from somewhere, and it was from the seas. That's a lot of land. <laughs> yeah, so you, know, you can imagine if you're down on uh, Galveston Bay today, maybe you're at um, oh, one of these seafood suppliers like Hillman Seafood on Dickinson Bayou. That, that's their seafood uh, boats and whatever would be about oh, 150 miles away from the coast. So uh, that wouldn't work for them, I'm afraid. So that, that spot that I think of as the coast now would be 150 miles inland. Yes. That is hard for me to get my head around. Okay. Yeah. If, if you go back further in time now, the ice ages, as you know, they oscillate. And they're on about 120,000 year, 130,000 year cycle. So that means we're at the end of a, of a glacial period now, at the warming end of it. And uh, so sea mm-hmm. level is very high. If you go back 130,000 years, that's when it was last that high. And uh, in fact, at that time, it, sea level was even higher than today, um, by about six to nine meters. Wow. So 
where was the coastline then? I'm a geologist, so you can see that on a coast is something called a Ingleside trend, which is a trend of old sandbars. Think, um, think of fossilized uh, Bolivar and Galveston um, uh, sandbars about 15 miles inland. And the ones from the last glaciation are there suggesting that um, sooner or later, our descendants, maybe generations away, will we'll see that same uh, level of, of seas and Galveston and Bolivar and all that will be, will be gone, will be underwater again. But again, that's in the, that's Whoa, in okay. the future. Yeah. So that ridge, where, where is that roughly? So uh, in Galveston Bay, you know, Smith's point, if you yeah. think of Galveston Bay as a saucer and there's uh -huh. a big finger a peninsula yeah. sticking into it from the East and that's Smith's point. And that, that's it. Oh, that's the sand ridge. Um, and so the, the coastline back 130,000 years ago was there, not Bolivar. And uh, that's about 15 uh, miles uh, of uh, more of coastline retreat. Wow. So with sea levels rising, the water is coming back in now? So what's going on? Now, today, the coastline is, well, let's see, sea level rise today is about three millimeters per year. Doesn't sound like a lot. By the end of the century, no. that would be about what, um, uh, about uh, 30 centimeters or about a foot um, uh, higher today. Not not catastrophic, but there are people mm -hmm. that say that it's actually speeding up, of course, because of climate change, to maybe six millimeters a year. And I think the um, the people at NOAA, you know, the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, um, they predict that it might be as high as 1.2 meters higher then. So, I mean, I'm still trying to get my head around the idea that my great-grandchildren might not have a Galveston, that it would it would be underwater. All of our peninsula would be gone. Yeah, it, I think as a, as a geologist, uh, looking at the situation, looking mm -hmm. that we have these... Um, cycles and glaciation, you know darn sure that's going to happen. You just don't know exactly when uh, is the rate, you know, three three millimeters a year. Is it six millimeters a year? Um, and part of the, the problem is, of course, that we're looking at these large cycles of glaciation and we're nearing the end. We don't know exactly when the end is, though. Is it next year or is it 3,000 years from now, we don't exactly know that, but it's warming still. Our, we have natural warming, yeah. and then we have on top of that the climatic change warming from CO2, and it's hard to kind of get the two signals together and know exactly when all this is going to happen. It's just a certainty that it will someday. Wow. So why is it that ice ages come and go? Why was climate changing before anybody was burning fossil fuels? Well, they're called um, Milankovitch cycles um, for the fellow that discovered them. But basically, there's long scale eccentricities in the Earth's orbit that make this 120,000 year or so uh, cycle. And then there's smaller cycles, too, that are thought to be caused by various perturbations in the orbit. So it's something that happens. If you look at the cultures that preceded us here in Houston, it had a had a large effect on those, uh, the sea level dropping out um, 150 miles. So, Dan, you've written that when the sea level started rising again and that 150 miles began going back underwater, that 
the people who had been living here began retreating inland from the flooding. And one of the consequences of that is that what had been just one big group of people who mixed freely over time were divided by rivers. So their languages and cultures diverged. But they just lived with that, right? If you think about it, we're worried about our three millimeters a year of sea level rise. 12,000 years ago, the sea level rate was 40 centimeters a year, 13 times greater. And uh, wow. they lived with it, so so can we. Uh, it was a little bit easier for them. Wow. They, they were, um, and there was a low population density. There were only a few thousand of them at any one time uh, on, the, on this part of the Texas coast. Um, they lived on the coast in, in uh, uh, basically dome-shaped huts made out of sticks tied together at the top. But they were mobile. When it came time to go hunt bison in the interior, off they went. And uh, if the sea level was rising a little bit while they were gone, when they came back, they, they picked another spot. It was no problem. There was lots. Now, that's not something we can do in, uh, uh, in Galveston. Of yeah, I don't think we can pack up the strand. <laughs> no. So there are certain advantages yeah. to low population density <laughs> and living simpler. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we're going to go back to stick huts anytime soon. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dan. This is going to give me a lot to chew on. No, you're very welcome. There's a lot to think about when you think about long-term climate change, long-term sea level rise versus the sort of thing that we talk about every day on the news. Um, somehow they, they come together, but at different scales. That was Dan Worrell, author of A Prehistory of Houston and Southeast Texas. All right, now lead producer Dina Kesba is back from her vacation. Dina, what other news is happening around Houston today? Hey, Lisa, here's what I've been reading about. Tom Bass is planning to unveil a George Floyd statue today. It'll mark the second anniversary of his death. The statue will look like George is seated on a table welcoming people from all ethnic backgrounds to take a seat and have a conversation with him. The Floyd statue was donated to Harris County by Danette Davis of K. Davis Associates. Now, the Floyd Family Foundation was involved in creating the sculpture. The sculpture is worth $110,000. I've also been reading up on Judge Lena Hidalgo's latest data that she published on gun homicides in Harris County. And let me tell y'all, it is not looking good. According to data from the county's Institute for Forensic Sciences, the percentage of homicides that involved guns increased from 76% in 2018 to 84% in 2021. Now, the preliminary data from 2022 shows that guns have been involved in 80% of homicides. Hidalgo said that she plans to introduce a resolution that dedicates the month of June as Gun Violence Prevention Month as a way to honor people who died as a result of gun violence in Harris County. Now, this data was all released before yesterday's horrific school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. The CDC also released data this month that said that firearm deaths surpassed car accidents as the number one killer of young people in the U.S. And I'm going to end on a little bit of a lighter note. I can't let y'all go without talking about the return of Restaurant Week. The date is officially set, so mark your calendars. Starting August 1st, through September 5th, all you foodies out there will have 36 days to dine somewhere you've always wanted to go. 
Or you can just let your stomach lead the way. But just remember, Restaurant Week was started to help raise money for the Houston Food Bank. So as the saying goes, dine in and do good. That is it for CityCast Houston today. Next week, we are doing some shows about hurricanes. So if you've always had a question about hurricanes, this is the time to get it answered. Call our answering machine, say your name, and leave us a message. The number is 713-489-6972, and we will have that in our show notes. We will be back tomorrow. Bye. You hear me groping for my words. (sighs) Rethinking every one of them as I say it.